0: Welcome to Faith and Family, I'm Andy Bates. May 26th, a nice sunny Friday here in St. Louis. What are you doing this summer? Are you preparing for the uh, the coming year? Maybe you're an educator, maybe you're a home educator. What are you doing to prepare for the coming year? It's always important to keep that saw sharp, right, as an educator, Especially as home educators, what resources are you tapping into to uh, to to strengthen and, and, and hone your skills as an educator? We have a great resource for you this summer, a great opportunity this summer. The Consortium for Classical, Lutheran Education, and their their annual conference. Hope you can uh, stick around to to learn more about what's going on at that conference, the opportunities to learn who will be speaking, all the great stuff that happens at those conferences and uh, what's happened in the past as well. Thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting Faith and Family. Find out more about them on our website at kfuo.org. They are in the sponsor section. We're grateful for their support. Joining me by phone this morning, the Reverend Paul Kane, pastor of Emmanuel Lutheran Church and headmaster at Martin Luther Grammar School in Sheridan, Wyoming. Pastor Kane, welcome to Faith and Family. Good morning howdy howdy glad to have you with us this morning pastor and uh, I always enjoy our conversations about the consortium for classical Lutheran education the work that that you and many others do as you collaborate to uh, to help those of us who are educators whether it be a home educator a, a Lutheran school educator whatever way we we serve to educate children um, that the the uh, the resources the just the plethora of uh, of resources that come out of CCLE are, are very valuable to us as, as parents, as educators. So looking forward to learning about what's going on with uh, the, the conference this summer. Before we get to that, uh, for those not familiar with Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education, can you give us a, a, an overview of what the organization is, a little bit about the history?
1: Certainly. Uh, thanks for having us back. Uh, we help individuals in schools that are committed to confessional Lutheran doctrine and a classical approach to education. We do this among students and faculty and administrators in a school setting, of course, pastors and congregations, uh, home educators, and we do this by providing standards, including our teacher certification and school accreditation, conferences like the one coming up in July uh, at Cheyenne, Wyoming. We also do professional development provide resource materials, like our online materials and two books, and consulting services. So a lot of things, and we can customize it uh, based on the occasion and the group that we get to speak with.
0: So the, the annual, the, the conference that happens every summer, uh, tell me about that. What, what's the, this, this gathering for every summer at the, this conference?
1: It's a wonderful time that we can uh, hear from some wonderful speakers. We pick a theme, and the presentations go on the theme or help teachers get their uh, certification. It's a place where people can network and find encouragement. And it's also especially a time when people new to classical Lutheran education can get their feet wet figure out what it's all about, and um, become part of this um, great thing going on in Lutheran congregations, uh, schools, and homes all across America
0: classical Lutheran education you mentioned that you know this conference is valuable to those who are new to classical Lutheran education but also there are many who who've been uh, engaged in classical Lutheran education for some time who are part of this conference as well That's right. help us understand a little bit more of what classical Lutheran education is what is it what does it look like what what do we see as the the perhaps the outcomes of classical Lutheran education today
1: What we call classical education simply used to be called education. (laughs) We're reviving for our own day the kind of education that the American founding fathers, writers like uh, Lewis, Tolkien, Sayers, uh, the kind of education they received, the kind of education Luther, Melanchthon, and Sturm revived at the time of the Reformation, this is the education that greek and roman citizens gave to their children as opposed to the training that they gave to their slaves or their employees to say it in a different way think about the old show little house on the prairie you've got a one-room schoolhouse Mm -hmm. well martin luther grammar school in sheridan wyoming is a two-room schoolhouse with two teachers Some of our uh, larger schools, they may have a teacher for every grade. But we're getting back to the old, real, balanced liberal arts, the language arts and the mathematical arts with the great books. Uh, A classical Lutheran education is the liberal arts with the six chief parts. People may have heard a kind of education like this described as reading, writing, and arithmetic, More formally, we could uh, call it grammar, logic, and rhetoric. And then as students get older, um, we also encounter geometry, astronomy, music theory, and uh, even more math. That's always helpful um, in the sciences, engineering, and balancing your checkbook. It's a practical education for anyone that would be educated.
0: As you were describing that that one room schoolhouse in uh, you know the, the the series little house on the prairie and the, uh, your school being a two room schoolhouse what is what is the what are the advantages of a setting like that? um how does that serve how does that serve students well and 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 lead to beneficial outcomes?
1: Thank you for asking
0: um
1: This helps students know how to think, not merely what to think, but to use critical thinking and make connections about the world around them so that they can understand both God's Word and God's world. We find truths in Scripture. Jesus Christ is our Savior. Uh, He is true man, he is true God. We also learn other kinds of truths uh, in mathematics, for example. Um, I've used the illustration 2 plus 2 equals 4. That is always true, not 2 plus 2 equals 3 on Tuesdays and 5 on Thursdays. That would really make our accountants happy. But there are ways that we prepare our young people so that they can be winsome advocates of truth, whether it's... um, regarding eternal salvation in Jesus Christ alone, or whether it's something as simple as 2 plus 2 equals 4, or George Washington is the first president of the U.S. under the Constitution. We want to create these uh, winsome advocates of truth so that they can be servants for the Church, servants for the world, and live their vocations um, in home, in school, in church, and um really vocation is a wonderful uh part of classical lutheran education
0: how might let's look at how how classical lutheran education uh versus other approaches uh uh, more conventional or, or or um progressive approach to education um Let's look at it, at this from a couple of different aspects. What is what is the 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 role of the the educator in classical Lutheran education versus other approaches to education?
1: The educator in classical Lutheran education, whether it's a, a homeschool mom or dad, a teacher in the classroom, or a pastor in the classroom, one of my favorite things is to get across some of the most important things that we can know in this life. So Christianity, yes. Uh, Classical education is compatible with Christianity, is friendly to Christianity, and we employ direct instruction. Sometimes this can be described as a lecture, but often it's more of a conversation, and For example, when I'm teaching 8th graders in uh, our Confirmation class on a Sunday afternoon, they've already worked with the Small Catechism for most of their lives and could recite it back to me, usually on the spot. So we've gone on to something that's more um, in line with their development. And Luther himself recommended, in his preface to the Small Catechism, That once young people had mastered the small, they're to move on to the large. So in reading the large catechism, we found a teaching tool that engages them in a way that's appropriate for their development. They may um, balk if they're asked to do memory work over and over and over again. We've already done this, Pastor. But by bringing them the text of Luther's large catechism, They run across words that they don't know in virtually every paragraph, giving us a time to have a conversation about that. And they also get to learn about Luther's um, sarcasm, and especially at the 8th grade, they can begin to appreciate Lutheran humor. Um, Our friend Dr. Tallman uses uh, an explanation of the small catechism to talk about what sets classical education apart, and then we can talk about uh, contrasting this with progressive ed. Luther's small catechism, the Enchiridion, the the six chief parts, Mm -hmm. is a grammar, and Luther designed this grammar to employ logic with questions and explanations regarding the parts, and then part of the genius is he structured it rhetorically. He asks questions. What does this mean? He states, this is most certainly true, and there's a repeated use of poetic and rhetorical devices to facilitate memory. So there's couplets, there's antitheses aplenty. It helps make the language of the small catechism memorable. What we find in most American schools, whether they're public private, even religious, Um, I refuse to call them traditional because classical is more of our tradition in Western Civ, but I'll call them typical schools. Whether it's public, private, uh, or even religious school here in the United States of America, you're going to find a lot of self-directed learning where the children themselves get some say in, in what they want to learn, Um, In the classical model, I love answering questions because students tend to care about getting the answers. But when that's taken to an extreme, you lose out on a common core of education that Western civilization was designed to pass down. And even um, the common core programs and curricula that are out there... um, they're missing the boat on this as well. We want to pass down what is good and true and beautiful. Um, In a Christian setting, especially a Lutheran setting, you know that you're going to hear in law and gospel and that the gospel will predominate. Um, This is a very big contrast compared to other school systems where where you're under a completely different standard. Uh, Remember, the state wants a particular outcome, and uh, if we send our children to um, public schools, we shouldn't be surprised when they come home with Roman ideas. Uh, We find many things in our culture today challenging uh, compared to uh, the Christian confession, the Word of God, and we want to make sure that our children are prepared for life, and equipped with um, things that are good, true, and beautiful in the secular realm, as well as knowing who their Savior is, and knowing um, what the commandments say, and that they're still relevant for today.
0: You mentioned earlier that uh, in that in this classical Lutheran education setting there is quite often a lecture as is as, as part of this learning process uh, a lecture sometimes a conversation what when would a lecture be appropriate when would a conversation be more appropriate what is there a difference between the two when it comes to uh, classical lutheran education conversation or lecture and 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 what are the strengths of each
1: i find them both uh, particularly in the afternoon classes at my school or an adult Bible class at my congregation. Uh, in the afternoons at our school, we cover history, geography, science, and at the beginning of a particular class, it's the, teacher, the teacher's responsibility to introduce the topic and go over the main parts and then as the students have more comprehension, to tie them together and ask them questions so that they can have those light bulb moments and realize things for themselves. So I see the lecture not necessarily being a long thing, especially at the grammar school level, uh, but something that introduces the topic, gets the main points out there, and then as students are able to think more abstractly, beyond the concrete level of comprehension, then we can ask questions and begin some um, Socratic dialogues, some conversations like uh, what Socrates taught in the ancient world. So the two go together. There's an aversion sometimes to lecture among grown-ups, because not everybody believes that they learn well that way. Some prefer um, charts and graphs and maps and pictures. Uh, Other people prefer to read information, and they find that they retain things better if they read. Uh, It seems every learner can um, make better use of lecture by taking notes. And so we begin this uh, as soon as children are able to write. Um, It's been my pleasure to be the first substitute at our school, and I've seen some of our kindergartners halfway through the year be able to read a complete sentence, pick out the noun, pick out the verb, and divide the complete subject from the complete predicate. As I've substituted for older students that have studied Latin, I've taken things up a notch, if you will, written a sentence in Latin on our marker board, have the students translate that into a, a good English translation, and then do the same thing they've been doing since their kindergarten year. Uh, identify the nouns and the verbs, other um other words within the sentence, divide it into the complete subject and complete predicate, and then try to apply all of that as they go back into Latin. And it was with great joy that I heard, well, well, Pastor, we have to divide this word in half then. Well, indeed, you do. Um, the conversation happens, and I can see those light bulbs go up, uh, even on teachers heads too, not just the students, as we realize the kind of education that our uh, ancestors had in Western civilization is so different from the one that we ourselves received. I feel um, that I've been trying to um, re-educate myself, supplement my own good education Uh, In a better way, since my very first CCLE conference, uh, it was our the fifth one in 2003 at Laramie, Wyoming, just down I-80 from this year's location in Cheyenne. I I heard the presenters talk. It took me a little bit to figure out um, that what they were saying was different from how I was taught, And that by not learning some of the things that they advocated teaching children today, I had actually been deprived of even hearing about words like logic, rhetoric, um, the possibility of learning Latin or Greek (laughs) in high school. Um, It's been fascinating to be a pastor and headmaster at a classical Lutheran school, to be involved with the consortium and the consortium's board and become better educated myself, um, I realize that this is going to be a multi-generational effort to recover classical education, especially within our Lutheran uh, confession, and help give our children um, in our schools and parishes a better education than we had.
0: Let's, let's take a look at—we've talked about what the educator's role is in classical Lutheran education. What is the role of the learner, the student, in uh-huh. classical Lutheran education?
1: I love talking about this. Uh, one of the first essays that many people will read when uh, contemplating classical education will be uh, The Lost Tools of Learning by Dorothy Sayers. And in this, she uses language that might be familiar to uh, a teacher or a parent after some basic education classes at a college where you have different developmental uh, levels for children. And she uh, compares the developmental stages of children to the first parts of classical education. So before a child would begin school, they're really in a pre-grammar mode. Mm-hmm. They're constantly observing. They're constantly learning. They should be talked to and read to in, in grown-up voices by the what she calls the grammar stage. The role of the learner at the grammar stage is to be a sponge and just keep soaking up everything that we can um, throw at them. We want to do this in a a kind, not pushy way, of course, and we encourage um, the parents who are considering enrolling their children at our school that we want to partner with them, that we have the vocation of parent specifically mentioned in the uh fourth commandment on your father and your mother, and that it's our role as educators to help parents as the first teachers of their of their children. So we would ideally uh love to test brand new kindergartners at a school like ours. We'll introduce them in our morning classes to Jesus letters and numbers, make sure that they can write and spell their name Uh, that they know their colors, that they know their shapes, all of these different things. And in the grammar um, stage, they're very, very concrete. They don't understand like, as, simile. Uh, They don't understand abstract things. So we try to keep it very concrete for them. We go with our, our numbers and our other math symbols. We'll go with all the letters, capital and lowercase, In history, we'll begin with some basic names, dates, places. And it is utterly amazing to me how well young children can memorize. They are built for this. And to have the young kids, uh, the young scholars at my school, recite all the names of the presidents in order is, (laughs) is quite a feat. And then they top it by going into the vice president's. That's particularly impressive. Our older students, because we've trained them from the grammar level up, uh, they still memorize. And at our Christmas program and at our spring program, our school's out now, um, they were able to recite the entire book of James from memory. As the students get older, they... uh, do change their development is a bit different and they start asking questions about how things connect this is how you know that they're ready for uh, the logic level and then when they wish to express themselves uh, parents have a horror stories so of how their young adults would like to express themselves this is really when we need to teach them rhetoric How to express themselves well in the spoken word and the written word. Sayer's essay, uh, The Lost Tools of Learning, has sometimes been misunderstood. When you are the educator, you get to use all of those tools of logic, of rhetoric, of grammar, all the way through, because even if you ask a very young person a true or false question, it's still using logic. But the the, uh, development of that learner does change what they're curious about, how they ask a question, how they see the world. And classical Lutheran education uh, is designed to help a young person in the way that they're developing, the way that they were created by God.
0: We need to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, uh, we'll learn more about the conference this summer. Who are the speakers and the topics that'll be addressed at the conference? Uh, one thought, and we can we can cover this when we come back to in our myriad of approaches to education in North America today. Do you think that we have we have lowered our expectations of what students are capable of? Uh, we'll, we'll get to that when we come back from the break. You're listening to Faith and Family. We're talking with the Reverend Paul Kane, pastor of Emmanuel Lutheran Church and headmaster at Martin Luther Grammar School in Sheridan, Wyoming. We're talking about the upcoming Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education Conference this summer of Pedagogy of Truth. Stick around for more right after this break.
1: This is Life
0: Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. I can't tell you how many times I've heard similar stories. A doctor told Stella and Matt in Maryland their unborn child had androgen insensitivity syndrome. This affects sexual development before birth and during puberty. Children may develop genitalia of both sexes or in milder cases be infertile. The doctor told parents their son would suffer for a lifetime and recommended a late-term abortion. At the abortion mill, a pro-life sidewalk counselor asked the couple to slow down and consider their options. They rejected abortion turns out their son had a less severe condition easily corrected by surgery. If you or someone you know is told by your doctor to abort your baby, abortion is never the answer. And God will give you the grace to flourish whatever the condition of your baby.
1: Like us on Facebook at Life
0: Issues and stay informed. More informed than you've ever been. Hi, I'm Mark Hawkinson with an invitation for you to join me over the weekday noon hour for Moments of Assurance, your lunchtime spiritual recipe. You'll enjoy encouraging scriptures, a bit of Bible history and trivia, news items, humor, the kid's corner, and more, all mixed in with faith-strengthening sacred music, a blend just right for your midday hour. So join me, won't you? That's Moments of Assurance over the weekday noontime hour here on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. Are you among the millions of Americans living with chronic pain? If so, you may think prescription opioids are the solution. Truth is, opioids only mask the pain, and they come with serious side effects, from nausea to withdrawal symptoms to overdose. There is another choice, physical therapy. Physical therapists treat pain through movement and exercise. Choose physical therapy. Visit moveforwardpt.com. This public service announcement is brought to you by the American Physical Therapy Association. Live Friday on Issues Etc. It's this week in Pop American Christianity. We'll talk with Chris Rosebro about inspired exegesis, claims by televangelists that God specifically gave them insights on how to understand a particular verse in the Bible. We'll also play Issues Etc. soundbite of the week. Issues Etc. live weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 on KFUO. There are many sounds in your daily life, ones that make you smile. <laughs> Ones that help you relax. And there are some sounds that can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts. Now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you critical information about emergencies in your area. With updates from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know wherever you are. Learn more at ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Your smartphone takes you anywhere instantly. At a click, you can read, watch, and listen to just about anything. Some websites are good and some are bad. Some sites are truthful, but others are deceptive. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hear the truth of Jesus daily on Worldwide KFUO. Using today's smartphone technology, KFUO brings the gospel to you where you are. KFUO is just a click away, 24 hours a day. KFUO.org welcome back to faith and family i'm eddie bates we are looking at the upcoming consortium for classical lutheran education our guest today the reverend paul Kane, pastor of emmanuel lutheran church and headmaster at martin luther grammar school in sheridan wyoming we're looking at a Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education conference coming up this summer, CCLE, what is that, 17, a pedagogy of truth. Did I get that right, Pastor? You did. I had to do my Roman numeral math there. <laughs> CCLE, XVII, uh, the uh, the 17, it's uh, coming up this summer, July uh, 11th through July 13th in she- in Cheyenne, Wyoming, at Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And uh, registration is open now, and uh, you can find more information at ccle.org. It's the website. For uh, for information and registration for the conference, the uh, the early bird pricing is available just through May thirty first. Just through next week, so uh, check it out today and find out more about the conference. And of of course, uh, stick around for more this conversation with Pastor Paul Kane. Before we went to break, Pastor, I, I asked you a question: Have we have with this myriad of approaches to education in North America today? Have we lowered our expectations of what students are capable of. Have we lowered our expectations of students in in North America today um, with this just a a myriad of approaches to education?
1: The short answer is yes, we have, and it's been to the students' detriment. Uh, When you're always looking for the next silver bullet, the next quick fix, then you're always going to be chasing after fad, after fad, after fad. Uh, We see this in some congregations in America, and we see this in virtually every school in America. The benefit of classical Lutheran education is that it's not a fad. This is the whole of um, Western civilization. This is the whole of Lutheran doctrine and practice ready to go, and those sort of things are not going to change. So please, uh, listeners, don't think about classical Lutheran education as just the next fad. No, this is reclaiming who we are and actually teaching students to be uh, confessional Lutherans with uh, a solid foundation in Western civilization and knowledge. One of the other challenges of going after every different fad, as many schools do, is students are missing gaps in their education. Um, I know an English teacher who's personally embarrassed that she has to use uh, a computer to help her double-check her spelling. She was not taught phonics because the fad at the time when she was going through the same school that I did and was taught phonics, Uh, she was taught to sight read and has felt handicapped all these years because of that. Uh, So we do think too little of the capabilities of our young people. We do need to understand they're not uh, abstract learners yet, the very young among us, but they are sponges hungry for knowledge and this is the kind of uh, education that would be a blessing to every child.
0: Tell me about the, the what we'll learn at the conference this summer at uh, Pedagogy of Truth. Well, tell me a little bit about the theme before we, we get into uh, what we'll learn.
1: Uh, a Pedagogy of Truth is the third in uh, a trilogy of conferences focusing on truth goodness, and beauty. That's what we've been uh, been doing in recent years. Um, We'll begin very early on uh, Tuesday, July 11th, with a plenary session. And this will be a three-part plenary to begin each of the three days of the conference with the Reverend John Hill, who's currently serving as our Wyoming District President. We've had District Presidents as Speakers before, but this is the first time we've had a sitting district president as a headliner. And he'll be uh, talking uh, using our conference theme. The um, remainder of the speakers will take that theme and apply it to the different areas of education, especially classical Lutheran education. If you're new to us, if you're coming for the very first time, you'd be very interested to hear. Um, the Rev. Paul and Dr. Tallman give their three-part session, what is classical uh, Lutheran education, what is Lutheran about classical Lutheran education, and the practicality of pedagogy. If you're uh, returning, you'll probably probably want to hear the Rev. Rolf Preuss talk about raising children in truth, or you can come to my three-part session on the Gospel in the Lutheran Confessions. Uh, My three-part session is an example of a class that will earn an educator credit toward his or her uh, teacher certification. Uh, Each day there will be the plenary and at least four sessions. We're having a second plenary and a session number five on Tuesday, the first day, and Dr. uh, Thomas Korchak we will give an update from the Concordia University system on Classical Lutheran higher education. There are some very exciting things happening um, there at Concordia mm-hmm. Chicago, as well as uh, Concordia University Mequon. That's a sponsor of Faith and Family. They have a new three-pronged Classical Lutheran education major that began this past academic year. It's got a strong pedagogy program, a classical Lutheran liberal arts program, uh, a rich humanities experience. It's all groundbreaking and led by Dr. Angus Minouge, one of our speakers at the conference in Cheyenne, and Dr. Susan Mobley. And within the CUS, we also have uh, Classical Studies Minor and a new Center for Classical Lutheran Education, Emerging in the College of Innovation at Concordia University, Chicago. Uh, so, Dr. Korchak, in addition to the other uh, CUS program speakers, uh, will be telling us more about how classical Lutheran education is growing, even as we're returning to our own roots. Um, this will make for stronger schools and uh, all for the benefit of the the children that attend them. Uh, Afternoon, some of the sessions that you'll get to hear, uh, Dr. Korchak will also uh, do a three-session on truth in educational theory. One of our popular speakers is uh, Dr. Stephen Hine. He'll present on feminization of the church, We also have uh, some parish pastors from Wyoming present, including the Reverend Christian Preuss. He has a couple of short sessions teaching classical myth in Christian schools, and he'll also talk about the contagion of loving Latin. If you want to get encouraged to learn or relearn Latin, (laughs) um, this is the fellow you want to hear. And then uh, one of our board members, uh, Dr. Jean Edward Veith, will speak on teaching truth in literature, and uh, boy, I can't wait to hear that one myself.
0: If you are new to classical Lutheran education, what are the uh, the, the speakers, the the topics to to check out at this conference this year?
1: Well. Please be there bright and early for our greetings and announcements and the Reverend John Hill on our conference theme, Truth. We thought it was a a very uh, appropriate topic for the 500th anniversary of the Lutheran Reformation. And then um, you'll want to see the three session with uh, the Reverend Robert Paul and Dr. Jim Tallman what's classical about classical Lutheran education, what's Lutheran about classical Lutheran education, and then a third session, really digging into the pedagogy. Um, After that, you can talk with some of your fellow conference attendees uh, about what they might recommend, what was was, uh, helpful to them. You can also email webmaster at ccle.org, and you can have a conversation with me. Uh, I can give you some recommendations based on your unique school
0: or homeschool needs. For those who are returning or who are, who are educators, whether they're home educators or school uh, teachers, what are some, are there any specific highlights from this conference to, to point out for them?
1: Uh, That's a good question. There's so much with regard (laughs) to content here, um, especially Truth in Our Lutheran Hymnody by the Reverend Mark Preuss, uh, the Latin class by Christian Preuss, Reverend Christian Preuss. I think those would be great, whether you're uh, a homeschooler or a church schooler.
0: In addition to the speakers and the the, the sessions with them, what else happens at the Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education Conference uh, this summer? What else will be happening that uh, attendees would find beneficial?
1: Well, you'll get to enjoy uh, the blessings of the LCMS Wyoming District. We have chapel each day uh, right after our beginning plenary and before session number one. You'll get to check out the beauty of Cheyenne, Wyoming, and the uniqueness of the American West, and we have uh, a rather different banquet experience this year. We will be having our Wednesday evening banquet at 7 o'clock out at the Terry Bison Ranch south of Cheyenne, and part of their land is right on
0: the Colorado border. That sounds like a lot of fun. What uh, tell me more about this the, this banquet at the Bison Ranch?
1: Well, they will be preparing for us some bison short ribs.
0: Mm. It's
1: Probably a little bit early for your listeners to think about lunch, but this could get the juices flowing.
0: It's not for me. I so, eat breakfast at. I have breakfast at four thirty in the morning, so I'm ready. <laughs> okay.
1: We're going to have some bison brunch for you. They'll also have grilled chicken, baked potatoes, green salad, green beans, uh, some western cornbread, fruit cobbler, and then for those who are of age that would like a little uh, Lutheran beverage, we'll have some Wyoming microbrew served right there at the Bison Ranch.
0: Well, it sounds uh, absolutely marvelous. sounds like a a lot of fun. Are there also times for uh, for fellowship or for prayer at the conference?
1: Yes. Uh, We will have chapel each day in the morning. Uh, We're also planning on having Vespers and even Compline um, around dinner time. And, of course, near the end of the day, Uh, we'll have our plenary meeting with elections for annual board members. Uh, Dr. Jackie Veith will give updates on teacher certification and CCLE accreditation. We've certified our first classical Lutheran teacher. We have yet another school about to be awarded accreditation uh, this year. There will be other uh, exciting updates from the board. Possibly a location for CCLE 18. I don't want to spoil any surprises yet. But one of the great blessings of having a conference like this is meeting with other people and chatting between sessions, before sessions, after sessions. Uh, when you have uh, a meal on your own or one of the other evening meals uh, out on your own, compare notes, compare um, notes, just get together with old friends and make some new ones. There's ample time for uh, collaboration, uh, for picking a friend's brain, and then talking with uh, board members and those very experienced with classical Lutheran education. We will wrap up on Thursday the 13th with a devotion at 310, and then people can choose to stay over and play the tours in Wyoming, or they can uh, head on out. You'd have plenty of time to catch a flight down in Denver.
0: Now, for families, especially for uh, educators, whether they're home educators or school teachers, who whose children are, um, or the whole family maybe wants to come along and make a vacation out of it, uh, or children are, are coming along, it, it, how does that work out for families? Uh, any advice on that? Is is this a... a, a um an event where it would work well for families to make a vacation trip out of this?
1: It would. It's a a very uh, family-friendly conference. This has become a tradition for many of our families, including the families of our pastors and headmasters and teachers that have made the journey, uh, whether it's been Texas or St. Louis or Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, It's nice to be uh, in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Uh, they've made it very easy on us to negotiate some hotel deals. So we've got some brand-new hotels listed on the website. We've got a historic hotel downtown Cheyenne with shuttle service available. And then we have some more family, um, family-friendly family options where you can rent a suite uh, or um, be more budget-friendly. Uh, we understand that there are... Uh, families where mom and dad both want to come we do have a discount for um, additional members of the same family we have special pricing for students and of course that uh, early bird discount for registering before may 31st Uh, send everybody to ccle.org and as folks have questions they can even email us directly webmaster
0: at ccle.org. So ccle.org is the website for the consortium for classical Lutheran Education. You can find information on registration there. How to register? As I mentioned earlier at the opening of the segment, uh, the the early bird registration price uh, ends on May thirty first. So next week, uh, you'll is the uh, the deadline for the early bird pricing. the The pricing goes up uh, after June first. So you want to make sure that uh, if you're interested, go check it out today. Uh, what about um, lodging in the area and uh, a- any other arrangements? What's the uh, Uh, the the easiest way to to travel to Cheyenne? Ah,
1: (laughs) you know, lots of folks that drive. That uh, happens to be my preferred way to do it. I'll be uh, just up the street, I-25 at uh, Sheridan, actually on the complete opposite end of the state. But when I drive three hours just to get to a Winkle sometimes, going all the way south to Cheyenne is really no big deal. Uh, flying into Denver is uh, a preferred option for many, and then you'd have a rental vehicle to make it the rest of the way up to Cheyenne. You can fly directly into Cheyenne, uh, and for those uh, driving, uh, Cheyenne has parking.
0: All right, <laughs> parking. I bet it's and I bet it's beautiful parking there in Cheyenne.
1: Yeah, you get to walk around uh, a historic cowboy town. There's lots of unique architecture to see. Uh, There's some shopping, and there's sites. It's the capital of the state of Wyoming. Um, There's museums. There's a lot of cowboy history, and we're trying to get everybody in and out before all of the rush of Cheyenne Frontier Days their a big rodeo and celebration the next week. So if people want to stick around, I'm sure they'd love to have you.
0: What, uh, what kind of weather do we anticipate this time of year, July in Cheyenne, for those of us coming from other regions of the country?
1: July in, in uh, Wyoming in general can vary quite a bit. You can have 60s through 90s, sometimes in the evening up at altitude. Uh, you might even want a jacket, but it's pleasant. There's lots of sunshine. You can really see the sky, and uh, it's a beautiful time and a beautiful place to come and visit us in the West.
0: And, of course, if you're uh, attending the banquet, you, you get to see the bison as well, hopefully, or at least taste them. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> well, any uh, we have just about uh, about. Two and a half minutes left. Any advice for someone navigating all of this the first time? Um, what to expect or, or any recommendations as they prepare for attending the Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education Conference the first time?
1: Well, I can personally identify with somebody coming for the first time. Uh, I was sent as a vacancy pastor uh, while I was covering uh, a vacant congregation and my own, because the vacant congregation had a preschool. And they heard there was an education conference over at Laramie this summer. (laughs) So they decided to send me. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, and it completely changed how I see education. And as a pastor, I updated all of my pastor documents to say that I wanted to be part of a congregation with a classical Lutheran school someday. The consortium and conferences like this had a major change on my life and ministry, even how I teach Bible class, Sunday school, and have learned to use classical rhetoric in preaching. Um, I know what it's like to be the newbie, to be the first-time attendee. And with questions, please reach out to us, webmaster at ccle.org, Uh, If you've never been to Wyoming before, you're in for a treat. There's uh, land, lots of land, and the starry skies above. I'm sure you'll uh, enjoy that. There's fewer people in the state than there are in the city of Denver. That takes a little getting used to. (laughs) But when you figure out how friendly we are and uh, how Lutheran we are out here, um, many people make repeat trips for vacation and want to collaborate with uh, classical Lutheran schools like ours in Wyoming and Texas, um, Montana. It's uh, a nice hub for classical Lutheran education in the West, and we'll, we'll be friendly and want to make you feel right at home.
0: So what you're saying is when uh, all of these attendees descend upon uh, Cheyenne for the, uh, for the CCLE conference this summer, we'll perhaps temporarily Nearly double the population.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, not quite, but I, I see where you're going there. Um, guests are definitely appreciated. Tourism is a major industry. and Something we've noticed up north, we've had families relocate for our school. And I know some of the headmasters in Texas have had the same experience, that when folks realize what classical Lutheran Lutheran education is, and uh, how they can provide it for their family at a school or in a home setting, Um, it becomes uh, an organizing point for their family's life. Uh, Very important and uh, very attractive. We want to be who we are as Lutherans in our teaching, in our practice, in our worship, Let's do that with our education, too. Classical Lutheran Education can help. Uh, The conference, uh, CCLE 17, a pedagogy of truth, can help. And then year-round, you can reach out to us at ccle.org, the consortium for Classical Lutheran Education. We want to partner with you, your parish, your pastor, your teachers...
0: Your family. The Reverend Paul Kane, pastor of Emmanuel Lutheran Church and headmaster at Martin Luther Grammar School in Sheridan, Wyoming. Thanks so much for being my guest today, sharing with us about the upcoming Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education Conference. Thank you. God bless your day. Thank you. God bless you too. Coming up in just a little bit, Thy Strong Word, right here on the Messenger of Good News Worldwide, KFUO.